speed is one of the, if not the only element of customer expectations that truly never goes backwards, ever, right? What was fast three years ago is slow today. Welcome back to the CX Pulse podcast. I'm your host, Amelia Rose Earhart. On today's show, we discuss the importance of speed and responsiveness when it comes to CX. And today's guest and expert is Jay Bear, CX and marketing expert and advisor. He's also an author, researcher, and a speaker. And Jay, I mean, you're a six-time author. Give me a break. You must really know your stuff. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. Since this uh, is all about speed and responsiveness, we should do this episode in like 45 seconds. We'll just be done. I have a feeling that with you, we could, and we would still learn a lot. But let's start from the beginning. Tell us a little bit about your expertise and why you got started in customer experience and specifically around that speed and responsiveness. I'm a seventh generation entrepreneur. So my family's been self-employed since like the mid 1850s. And so the idea of the primacy of the customer and that the customer really ultimately decides the success of your business was just something that I grew up around. I've been an advisor and a strategist for major brands now for 30 years since domain names were free. And the one thing that changes is technology. The one thing that doesn't change is that customers lead business to where they need to go to satisfy ever-increasing customer expectations. And Amelia, the thing that, that got me kind of down this path on speed. All my books have had at least a chapter about speed. I think it's always been a really important component of CX overall. But now the research would suggest that speed may be the most important component of customer experience. And the reason that is so is because of the pandemic, all of our relationship with time has changed. We were all confronted with a lot of drama, I think it's safe to say. And in a time where everything is hard, what we really crave is easy. We all kind of realize that, man, we only have 1,440 minutes a day each of us. And it's funny, time is the only inelastic resource. It's the only thing that everybody on this planet shares equally. The only thing. It doesn't matter if you're Elon Musk or experiencing homelessness, or you're Venezuelan or American or a grandfather or grandson. We all have that 1,440 minutes. And all these big trends that we're seeing, quiet quitting, the great resignation, leisure travel, spending more time with family, work from home, every single one of those trends, Amelia, is based on the real trend which is that we care more about time and how we spend it than ever before. So if a business takes longer to get back to you than you think, it feels like time is being stolen from you. And if they get back to you faster than you expect, it feels like you've been given a gift of time. And those matter more to us than they used to. Well, you put that so well. Time can come to an absolute standstill when you're waiting on the phone or waiting for that response that's so critical. And with a lot of these organizations, these things matter, right? It may be connectivity to the rest of the world from the homes that we're working from. So you talk about how the consumer's uncompromisingly high expectations are always continuing to rise. That's never going to change, but you see this as an opportunity. Oh, no question. And, and I would say that that speed is one of the, if not the only element of customer expectations that truly never goes backwards, ever, right? What was fast three years ago is slow today. I've been doing this a long time, as I mentioned. I've never, ever in my whole career as a researcher and a strategist seen a customer say, you know, I've been thinking, it's fine if you guys do that more slowly. Like nobody ever says that under any situation, any circumstance whatsoever. And so this is a huge opportunity for every business, because what this research that I conducted recently proves 
is that when you are faster than customers expect, it not only improves how the customer thinks about your business, but it changes how much money they spend with your business. There is literally a correlation between responsiveness and revenue. And a lot of businesses still, and some of it's circumstantial, supply chain, labor shortages, whatever. But a lot of businesses are like, yeah, we'll get to that as quickly as we can. Like you have no doubt heard the premise that you've got good, fast, and cheap. Pick any two, right? That's been a sort of an old chestnut for a long time. I will tell you, fast needs to be one of them. For sure. Of those three, pick fast. And then you decide whether you want to be fast and good and fast or, or fast and cheap, but you better be fast. Boy, yeah, that really makes a lot of sense. Jay, you talked earlier about the pandemic and the way it changed our perception of time. Tell us about the new trends in customer service solutions have developed through the pandemic and those types of opportunities as well. It's actually really exciting that technology is now solving some of these responsiveness issues and obstacles they get in the way and cause a lot of customer frustration. A couple of things to note. One is conversational marketing and being able to interact with a bot, which then might become a human depending on the scenario. And that allows most businesses to kind of scrape off the top the more prosaic, repeatable, obvious questions and answers, which then frees up human agents to work in more complex cases. That is obviously something that's a massive trend. And, and I think the intelligence and the AI and the machine learning of most bots are getting better and better and better. And so consumers are becoming more apt to choose that option when it's presented, which I think is fantastic for everybody. The other big technology advance that we're seeing is true omni-channel kind of data sharing between platforms. It's always been an issue, as you know, that in many companies, there's sort of one customer record for telephone and a different customer record for email. There might be a different database for when we interact with customers in chat or in social media. And a lot of these things don't interoperate historically, which is why you get the thing that customers hate the most, which is, oh, tell me your account number. And you're like, bro, I just put the account number in the phone when I called you. How do you not know this? Like it puts people on tilt. Like it's so aggravating. And so largely we're trying to solve that by making all these systems talk to one another, which is kind of boring inside baseball wiring kind of stuff. But for customers, it really matters. Like imagine if you never, ever, ever had to tell somebody your account number again. You'd be like, where do I sign up for that? Yes, please. Hey, sign me up right now. I know knowing my account number is my love language. When a company knows that, I'm like, I'm coming back forever. Take all my money. <laughs> well, let's dive a little deeper into that connection between AI and the people who we're you know, face-to-face with sometimes trying to get to these resolutions. How do you think that interaction looks as we head into the future? What's amazing about the best AI is that the customer doesn't know it's AI. And to me, that's where we should head, right? The more that we can train AI, and a lot of it happens automatically with machine learning, but one of the things that I really advise companies to do is to make sure that you're making your AI solution smarter by feeding back into the machine all the actual questions and answers that come in non-AI-assisted customer service scenarios, whether it's phone or email or you know, face-to-face in a store. like That all needs to be captured and indexed and then fed back into the AI so it gets smarter and smarter over time. If all you're trying to do is say, all right, we have an AI solution or a bot solution, and then the bot will itself get better over time based on what it does. Yes, it will, but it will get way faster and way smarter if you also feed into it real questions and answers and customer language from other scenarios. Right. Yeah. Continuing to learn and then actually making the right 
choices moving forward from that data, not just having the overall solution. Well, Jay, let's talk about time and responsiveness. In your opinion, what would be the perfect interval that exceeds customer expectations and at the same time increases that new customer attraction and then retention? I don't know what the interval is, but I know how to think about the interval. So we talked earlier about the importance of speed and that there is a correlation between revenue and responsiveness. That is all true. However, I just want to make sure that everybody understands. I'm not suggesting that the holy grail is to be as fast as possible in every solution because there are, in fact, situations where you can be too fast. Amelia, you ever go to like a Mexican food restaurant and you order enchiladas and then like in 90 seconds, they bring you enchiladas and you're like, (laughs) wait a second. I'm puzzled by this. <laughs> like, how, how did you make enchiladas? Did someone send this back and you were just waiting for the next person to order it? Like, this doesn't add up to me. You start to distrust the veracity of those enchiladas. Like, you don't want to necessarily go to the fastest tattoo artist in Tulsa, right? There are scenarios where speed actually decays trust. So what you want is what I call the right now. And the right now is the perfect amount of elapsed time in every customer interaction. And as you alluded to, the right now is slightly faster than customers expect to the degree like, wow, that was great. Or wow, they knew my account number. You don't want to be manifestly faster than they expect because then you get the enchilada problem. So slightly faster on the effect. Now, the important thing about the right now is that it differs by industry for sure. And it even differs by company and positioning. So if you think about like the insurance business, okay? So Progressive does commercials and Geico too, that you can save whatever in 10 minutes, okay? So they're setting an expectation of like a 10 minute interaction time, whereby a company like Lemonade, which is a pure play AI assisted insurance startup, they promise that they can settle claims in three seconds. So literally, their entire market positioning is driven by a different sense of what is the right now for their customers and their clients. So it definitely differs by industry, and it differs by business within a category. So the most important thing you can do is to first understand, well, how long does it take you now? It's amazing to me how often I work with businesses and say, okay, cool. How long does it take you on average? What's the median and the mean to set up a delivery for a customer for a a couch? And they don't know. They don't know. They don't have the data. Now, they may have handle time for customer interactions on phone or response time on average for a chatbot or even social media, but they don't actually know the elapsed time on average from somebody sets up an order and they get a couch, et cetera. So the first thing you got to do is know what today is and then figure out what your customers actually expect and then go just above that. Mm -hmm. This is really cool stuff. I could talk to you about this all day. And plus, you've got such great energy around it all. Jay, I know our listeners are really going to want to check out more about you. So why don't you let them know where they can get in touch and, and learn more about your research? Thanks so much. This research study, the Time to Win, the Consumer Patients Study, is full of fascinating statistics about revenue and responsiveness. There's a whole website for it with infographics, videos, key facts, all kinds of stuff. You can download it at thetimetowin.com, thetimetowin.com. And my website for speaking and advising and fun stuff and tequila reviews is at uh, jbear.com. Oh, wonderful. And now I want to get enchiladas for lunch, but not too quick enchiladas. Not too. You want a reasonable, you like somebody actually made this, right? This wasn't out of an enchilada machine. That's where you start getting freaked out. 
<laughs> exactly. That's the sweet spot. All right, Jay, thanks so much for being on the show. My pleasure. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining us on the CX Pulse podcast. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. This podcast is brought to you by NICE, the world's leading cloud CX platform. Go to nice.com to learn more about our innovative and comprehensive end-to-end CX solutions. That's nice.com.